I'm late. No, you got here right on time. No, I'm late. It's the late show. Sorry, I'm late. You're too late. <laughs> the wizard is never late. Can I help you? Yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna see the show. But not to come late. You are late. You're late, man. Always late, huh? The hour goes late. You're late. I'm not paying for those. But is he already too late to save his friends? You're too late! And I'm like, dude. <laughs> you're not going from Mary Poppins to a savage killer. <laughs> I would say yes, it lives up to the hype. <laughs> what little hype I had for it, it was pretty damn good. I'm gonna be a lot of the guy who did this. I don't. There's have a the lot names of names, now. though. There's a lot of characters who you're supposed to know who they are, but they. Mm -hmm either provide a name once or they just kind of blur in with everybody else. Yeah, or they're talking to him over the phone and they're like, yeah, like fucking Polly. And you're like, God, which one was Polly again? He's the one with three holes in his head. <laughs> yeah, they're not wrong. But, uh... Are we recording right now? Yeah, we're we recording. Oh, and then shit. we'll eventually throw in an actual intro. You you would know if you listen to the podcast like you say <laughs> that you do. <laughs> no, I do. I just don't know your guys' editing techniques. You guys talk about editing, but I don't know uh, like what you start. We just kind of do um, a slow open, and then we'll say, all right, we're into it, just to get comfortable with talking. Yeah. yeah. Which, I don't. again, I haven't listened to some of the newer ones, so I don't know if we're still leaving like a cold open with us bullshitting, or if we just like... Not just, too much. Not it's too like much. It's like a very like three... This is actually a good example of it. It'll be a three-second trail-in, and then we'll say, Hey, welcome to Late to the Show podcast. This week we're talking about The Godfather. Here I... Well, hold on. I'm Jake. Here I have with me is John. So, And our special guest for the week, Jordan the Mind Reader. Hey, what up, boy? <laughs> so that's how we... That's how yeah. we'll intro it. Okay, sounds good, Jordan. Yeah. All right. Uh, so anyways, we're I'm talking about The Godfather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, The Godfather. The Godfather is 1972, Francis, Francis Ford, Ford. Capicola. Capicola? No. Mm -hmm. No? No, how do you say it? Francis Ford, a gabagoo. Thank you. <laughs> how do you say it? Do you say that? Gabagoo is Italian slang for capicola. Mm -hmm. And or also ham. Or vagina. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we make roast beef jokes here. Apparently they make ham jokes in Italy. Yeah, it's like a deli meat in Italy. I mean, there's deli ham in America, too. But it's called Capicola. But it's All a right. gabagoo. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. So anyways, The Godfather. Yeah, it's uh, this is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. I uh, This is actually probably one of the movies that got me into film in general. Hmm. Um, I did a project for it in my lit and film class junior year of high school. Or is it senior year of high school? I think it would have been senior year. Okay, <clears throat> senior year fall, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I... Did a whole like uh, character development presentation on it about mm. Michael Corleone's um, almost civilian like intro, and then spoiler alert, he becomes the Godfather in the end of the movie. Mm. Um, His descent into the family business. Yeah, because I mean, I think the big selling point when this came out in 1972 is that you have an actor like Marlon Brando who's been like the face of Hollywood for like so many years um and you're like oh the godfather and it's like oh yeah he's don corleone and it's like he was supposed to be the major draw mm -hmm. um i don't think a lot of the shouldn't say not a lot of the actors had a major draw back in 72 but um you get people like james Kahn in here uh al pacino had a couple 
a couple smaller roles in the '60s before this, but it wasn't like mm. he didn't he didn't get like his big break. And I think The Godfather was his his big break. When did the first yeah. Rocky come out? '76. Something like that. Okay. Well, I was just curious because the fucking she's in the movie. She is. Uh, Talia Shire, I think her name is. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go back a minute. I out of the three people here, am the only one who hasn't seen the fucking movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents even went and saw it in theaters last year because they put it back at Showplace 16. That's dope. And I've cool. still not seen the movie. <laughs> That's wow. dope. So uh, all the uh, AMC marathons they do every fucking year for the yep. all three of them? Mm-hmm. No. So when did you guys first see the movie? So my, my story with this is me and my buddy... Um, our buddy, I should say, Nick Laudacina. We. I'm not friends with him. <laughs> no, nah, nah, fuck that kid. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. Um, no, so I used to go over to his house a lot for New Year's Eve parties and stuff. And one time um, I told him that, you know, neither of us, like, and I was being Italian, I'm like, neither of us has watched The Godfather, um, so we should watch it. He's like, yeah, let's watch it during the New Year's Eve party. So we went down in the basement and watched it and it ended at 11:59. Wow. So it's like, oh shit. It was like this is a sign that we need to watch the Godfather movie like every New Year's. So then the following year we watched uh Godfather 2 and we had like a big like array of snacks and hors d'oeuvres and drinks. So it was pretty cool. Lots of gabagoo. Lots of gabagoo. Um but yeah, um so probably 2010 or 2011. Hmm. First time I watched this. How about you, Johnny Fool? God, I can't, I don't even remember the first time I watched it. Like, I don't, I know my dad showed it to me, Mm -hmm. but I can't, I couldn't tell you how old I was or anything. (laughs) I was, if I had to guess, maybe a freshman in high school, Mm. but I can't swear to that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Did it have any kind of impact on you the first time you watched it? Or was it like, oh, that was a, that was... It's like a movie I'm, you can I'm, tell is good, but it's like, I think right. I think that was more of my reaction the first time was I'm like, well, I know it's supposed to be a good movie, but I'm bored to tears with it because I was younger mm-hmm. and had a little less like, appreciation, appreciation for, for that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but then I'd go on to watch it a couple times and I was like, all right, that, like every time I watched it, I liked it more and more. Mm-hmm. And it's, and that's still a fact. By the time I watched it this time, I'm like, oh, it's even better than the last time I watched it. Yeah. So when did you watch it, by the way? Uh, fucking when Thursday. Oh, okay. okay. So it was probably like two, three days ago. I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only issue I have with it is I do really like this movie, but because it is such a long movie, <laughs> it take like I've got to be like in the right mood to want to watch it usually. Mm-hmm. But then I knew we had to do this podcast. So I'm like, fuck! I just have to get myself in the mood to watch The Godfather. <laughs> Precisely. Um, but no, it, it's it's still. To me, it's like the best movie that's ever been made. It's not my favorite movie, but it's like the best movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Citizen Kane blows. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Citizen Kane with the, Spike the, Dick. I hate the movie. The Godfather is the best movie, in my opinion, that's mm-hmm. ever been made. I was definitely like, I don't know if surprised is the right word, but like revealed that, or not revealed, Jesus, uh, relieved, there's the one, Yeah. that it was good. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure, because I... I think Marlon Brando's fucking annoying. <laughs> I think he's like overhyped. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. I mean, based on the way movies were done and stuff, like 
streetcar named desire it's like he's just i know that's how it's written but he's yeah. it's just i get you I he was one of the first like method actors too like in hollywood so i think he i think you were talking about he kind of bought into his own bullshit like yeah through his maybe. career and maybe that's what it is and uh yeah definitely because it kind of almost has like his performance almost has that charlton heston vibe mm-hmm. where like you're just like you read the character description and then that's all you're doing. You're not really reacting off of other people. It's kind of like you're doing your own thing for yourself mm-hmm. to try and be as standout as possible for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's not like a team player performance type thing. Yeah. But in this movie, I actually... This is the best thing I've seen him do, in my opinion. I mean, just yeah. based on the fact that it was interesting the whole time. It, he didn't like take me out of the movie, which he does in all the other movies. I'm like... Why is he doing this right now? Like, yeah. Like, the Stella screaming scene is silly as hell. <laughs> Which is not in The Godfather. If no, you no, haven't no. Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> and it was in, it was actually in the, uh, like, the play script, too. Like, it wasn't something that he just improvised. Well, no, I know that, but uh-huh. it, it, it works better on paper. Yeah, it does. it does. Yeah. And even that's still a play, also. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's more of the thing because it's written as a play, so mm-hmm. it's supposed to be overacted. But yeah. anyway, you're playing for the back row, right? Mm-hmm. Precisely. <laughs> um, but this whole movie in general, if it was made in '72, I haven't seen a whole lot of movies from the '60s and before that. But it almost kind of feels like this movie might have been one of the first ones that kind of get into the more modern way of telling a story in film. Yeah. yeah. In so, my opinion, I think. Or to me, it kind of felt like that. I think the only competition, like, Coppola had back in that era is probably Kubrick. Um, Because 2001, A Space Odyssey came out in 68 or 69. 68, uh, because we talked about it with the Planet of the Apes when it came out the same year as Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. Um, uh, So that came out, and then The Shining came out in 80, actually. Maybe that one's actually a little older. Um, but he had that. He also had Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. Well, yeah, his 72. stuff is way more experimental, though. Yeah. yeah. So I liked. So that's what I was gonna say. Like Stanley Kubrick stuff looks great, but his storytelling, I think, um, is it's kind of like odd, kind of like his pacing and stuff through movies. In my yeah. opinion, I I think his best movie is The Shining, and a lot of people don't really like it. I watched The Clockwork Orange. Uh, like a month ago, that one's overrated. And in my it's a, it's a very overrated. <laughs> I see, like I, when I watched it, I was just like, holy shit, he was doing you know montages and like slow motion shit mm-hmm. in in the seventies, and I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of like a little bit before its time. And I think Kubrick was a little bit before his time, but Coppola, I think, just succeeded more as a director in storytelling and his shots are freaking spot on. I feel like, I, I told you this when we were starting, every shot that Coppola made in this mm-hmm. movie had purpose to me. Um, even like in the beginning, like in the wedding scene, right. uh, something that didn't add a lot to the story, which is, I feel like, why this movie is so long, is because he, Coppola likes to have fun with his shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, the wedding, he would just like zoom in on people dancing and stuff like that, or like pictures being taken, you can't really hear the dialogue. But I think it's to get us the give us the impression that you know we're along for the ride in this movie, right? And I well, think... it's kind of like world building, yeah, yeah. showing the whole environment, mm-hmm. kind of setting the audience up for like this is 
what this whole family is like. This is how they interact with each other. And then interspersing that with, like, the people asking the Don for favors. Yeah. Is, like, you know, here's the public face of it. It's everybody having fun and everything. But then here's Don Corleone in a mm-hmm. dark office. Yeah, behind closed doors. Taking deals. shady deals with Hell people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Jake, when did you watch this movie, actually, before we get too carried away? What? When did you watch this movie? Last night. I uh, I had a friend over, and uh, we drank... Well, I had about nine shots of horrible brandy. Mm. You had, what, five or six? Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, I think I had six or seven. Because <laughs> I forgot that you poured us that shot beforehand, too. Oh, okay. So and then... I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so that, and then we each had a glass of wine, mm-hmm. made a frozen pizza... You ate a pint of ice cream. Yep. Classic. <laughs> and uh, we split a bag of sweet chili Doritos. Fuego. Nice. And uh, threw so, up. But it was a good I movie. didn't throw up. Wait no, a minute. I threw up. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't, tell, you didn't tell me that you threw up. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass myself. So, uh, but yeah, it was a good night. It was a good movie. It was, yeah. <laughs> I had to reread the synopsis a little bit today <clears throat> just to make sure I did remember everything that happened in it. Mm-hmm. But so, uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. You know, I would recommend, since you don't really remember the last hour so well, except for the synopsis, it's got my favorite, like, the last hour has my all-time favorite, like, scene, yeah. like, sequence in the movie, and you know what I'm talking yeah. about, the, the the baptism scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that, to me, is one of the all-time best, like, Quick cut, sequences montage, yeah. in Parallel film. editing. Dude, it's yeah. so good. That one, that's great. Uh, shit, what was the other one that I really, really like? Uh, the restaurant scene where he kills uh, mm-hmm. Salazzo and McCluskey. Yeah, That's... in the diner. So when, he goes to get his gun. The gun they in the plant toilet. the gun in the bathroom. Oh the yes, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. That is one of my. That and then the yeah the baptism scenes mm-hmm. are like two of my all time favorite moments in movies. Mm-hmm. I use that. I actually use that um, that that uh, restaurant scene in my uh, presentation for my lit and film class, where. Like, that scene takes place, obviously, in, in a restaurant that's, like, completely empty. Or I shouldn't say it's completely empty, but, um, you know, they have it in public so that, like, nothing, like, gets out of hand. And, like, there's obviously witnesses for everything. And they frisk, um, you know, they fr- frisk Al Pacino's character, Michael Corleone. Right. Um, before <clears throat> getting there. Uh, but he obviously has his guys plant, um, like, a pistol in the bathroom. And he goes and grabs it. But... It's, to me, this point um, is, it's kind of his turning point as a character in general. Mm-hmm. Um, because right now he's kind of, like before that he was going through the motions and he was trying to do everything that he think would be right. Um, but, ap- but after they shot his dad, he was like, alright, you fucking, you shot my dad? Like, mm-hmm. alright, let's meet, let's talk. But he was telling like, um, uh, not Clemenza. He's just like, I'm gonna fucking kill these two bastards. And they're like, whoa! And Sonny's like, whoa, we don't gotta go around killing people, huh? And gives him, like, the old Italian slap on the face. Like, ah, oh, you're, you're a child, you know? You just can't go killing around the police chief and, like, the head of an Italian mob. Right. Um, but yeah, like, when he goes and gets the gun and goes and sits down, um, we get that over-the-shoulder shot of... Um, What's his name? Salazzo. 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 And it slowly starts to zoom in on Michael. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see his eyes start, like, shifting around. And the background audio starts picking up. 
and, and their voices go down. Yeah, and their <clears throat> voices go down. Like it doesn't matter. Whatever he's saying right now doesn't matter. One, because it's an Italian, um, and two. Yes. Remember so they're speaking Italian, so the oh, I thought you, was, I thought you said well, one because like, he's Italian, and it doesn't matter what Italian <laughs> says. Oh. I was like, what? No, <laughs> no. Um, and then yeah, and then you kind of hear the the train in the background start screeching mm-hmm. um, to, and it's that breaking point in Michael's mind. Like, all right, my decision's been made, and I'm about to do it. And then he kills them and walks out, and he does everything like wrong. Yeah, but I mean, he, he but he does it kind of like. Calmly, he he's he was supposed to shoot them both in the head twice, and then as he as he exited the bathroom, yeah. he wasn't supposed to sit back down. Yep, mm. but yeah, he sat back down, and people saw him again, and yep. and he didn't like do where he drops his hand and drops a gun. He just throws yep. the gun willy nilly, like and then, yeah, and then heads to Italy. But that's my uh, yeah. I mean that like the John's scene with the baptism is one of my all time favorite scenes, and that scene right there is also, I mean, just in like cinema history like those are probably two of the best scenes ever made hmm. what about you what were your favorites uh i i definitely like all the stuff with robert duvall out in hollywood Dude, getting set yes. up for uh johnny yeah he's <laughs> so good in this movie just because i liked how um he's meeting with this uh, what is he a director producer he's a producer mm-hmm. okay. yes um <clears throat> and he's meeting with him and stuff and it kind of feels like the whole time he's talking to him, he's just collecting information on how to blackmail him and yep. or force his hand into mm-hmm. putting Johnny in the movie. Yeah, just doing a lot of recon. Right. And then... Um, he doesn't even really have to say anything to him. It's just like... And he's like really... Uh, like uh, What's the word? Not charitable. Uh, great. He's gracious the whole yeah. time mm-hmm. and like respectful and everything. Even yeah. when he like gets in his face and at one point calls him a crowd mick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like holy shit. <laughs> but a uh, lot of racism in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there is. But it's all in good spirits. <laughs> yeah, I like I like when he's like um like you fucking Wop guinea bastard, yeah. and then he's like, uh, "I'm actually uh, German Irish, sir." <laughs> well, my crowd Mick friend. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that made me laugh. Um, but yeah, so I just like the whole. Uh, I hadn't actually seen too many like Robert, yeah, Robert Duvall movies mm-hmm. like when he's younger. Yeah, I think really this might be the only one. Shit, he's in Apocalypse Now as well, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen Apocalypse yeah. Now. Mm-hmm. He's the one who delivers the famous cell of the smell of napalm in the morning yeah, line. He's huh. the is it a colonel or a sergeant? Something like that. Yeah, uh, he's I think he's higher ranking than sergeant, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's quite a colonel. Yeah, he's actually <laughs> my favorite character in Apocalypse Now as well. He's great. He's just like walking through a fucking field, just getting blown up, and he's just like so calm, walking through the mud and shit. And people <laughs> are just shooting. Oh, it's awesome. But uh, and also with James Con, I hadn't really seen any young James Con movies either. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had seen Brian's song, but that's probably. As young as I, as he was that I've seen, the youngest I've seen. Well, because I grew up watching westerns with my dad. James Caan was uh, in a John Wayne western called uh, El Dorado, mm-hmm. and he played a character um, named Mississippi, and right. he was out for revenge pretty much uh, because his parents gave him a stupid name. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, he actually didn't have. Um, he actually didn't live with his parents growing up. He lived with, with a medicine doctor. Um, like in the south, and the uh, what should call the antagonist of the story was one of the people that killed the medicine doctor. Mm. Uh, so he wore uh, the doctor's hat on his head. So he's and an so, Eagle Montoya then. Yes, but he's he wore a goofy hat, but he had a <laughs> he had a pretty good name. I like Mississippi as a name. <laughs> I was just kidding. Oh, uh, actually, 
His his name his real name isn't Mississippi. His name is Alan Trebillion Traherne. And he's right, like, so yeah, that's a fucking too. mouthful. And they're like, well, what do they call you instead? And they're like, uh, Mississippi. He goes, yeah, that's a mouthful too, but not as much. So, yeah. <laughs> Just a couple less syllables in Mississippi. But yeah, he was yeah. probably like 24 in that movie. So same oh, okay. in this, kind of like in his early 30s. It was really cool to see because he's a good looking guy. And an elf, he <laughs> aged like shit. No, he didn't. He just aged. I thought like he looked fine. Actually, opinion. I don't know. Like, you look at this and you look at him an elf, like... You can at least see the progression to where how he got there. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I he mean, just looks like an older James Con. Yeah, he still looks like James Con. You know what's funny though? Robert Duvall, James- I don't think quite looks like Robert Duvall did back when he was younger. Now that he's older, I think I, I think it's um, like when I saw The Godfather first time, I didn't know Robert Duvall was in it. Mm. I saw him and I was just like, "Motherfucker, is that the guy from Secondhand Lions?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny? Young Robert Duvall also kind of looks like uh, the bad guy from the movie The Mask. Jim Carrey's The Mask. A little bit. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I had to look him up last night because I was like, oh. yeah, you showed me in a the picture. very first scene, you just see sides of his face. Yeah. I'm like, kind of looks like, uh, I think his name's Peter Green. <laughs> I think so. I don't, I don't even think he's been in a movie in 20 years. Couldn't tell you, honestly. <laughs> no. Blue Streak and The Mask are the only ones I've seen him in. Um, of course, this movie's also the most restrained I can remember ever seeing Al Pacino in anything. Oh yeah. Like yeah. he's always big and exaggerated and in this he's very soft spoken and mm-hmm. well we were saying restrained. just how weird it is to hear his voice so clearly and not talk like this. Yeah. It was like just very that that's my family. That's not me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't <laughs> ask me about my business, Kay. Yeah. Don't <laughs> ask me about my my business. It's not mine. Also seeing Diane Keaton in, in this movie, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I had to look up who played Kay mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh shit, that's Diane Keaton. <laughs> I knew that forehead looked familiar. Yeah, she had a big forehead. I know why she wears her bangs now and yeah. covers it up with big glasses too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta fill up the space. Um I don't actually forget Diane Keaton on this podcast either. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, Diane, you're a beautiful woman. We'd love to have you on. Uh but you're you're gonna have if to you, cover up that forehead. Yeah, it's do you, if you remember if you remember your name, that'd be great. I don't know how old you are. Don't know if the dementia's kicked in just yet. No, she was just in a movie called Palms, actually. Which Palms? is about yeah. Uh, which is actually about dementia. No, it's uh, so first weekend I went and saw Detective Pikachu was over Mother's Day weekend, um, but I went on Saturday, not on Mother's Day. Mm. Um, you're a good son, John. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, so we went. In, and the, there was, uh, like, a mother, a grandmother, and, like, two daughters going to see a movie. And they were going to go see Palms, which mm. was, uh, had to be because for the grandmother of the group. Because I looked it up, and it's basically about this woman who goes to, like, an assisted living facility. And then her and another woman, like, start a cheerleading squad at the assisted living facility. Oh. Oh, never mind. I was about to say, actually, when you said that she was at, like, an assisted living facility, I'm like... Oh, maybe I did see commercials for this, but no, it was not the yeah. same movie. And I, is like, it a comedy? Yes, it's oh. got. Uh, I would certainly I think, hope so. I think Pam Greer was in it too. Ooh, Pam Greer. Who she was in a lot of uh, like older like black exploitation films like Coffee and. Uh, so not related to Judy Greer. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, I know the name's familiar. I've heard the name for I sure. Almost said. But... Uh, oh shit! She was in. Because the character Foxy Cleopatra in Austin Powers 3 is based on two characters that she played. Oh, I really? I can't fucking remember. One of them, their last name was Cleopatra. Um, oh, she was in Jackie Brown. Yeah, and she was in Jackie Brown. 
was which, she Jackie Brown? Yeah, she was Jackie Brown. Oh, okay. Which probably would have been the one to start with for this audience here, but I actually haven't seen Jackie Brown. I'd just like to go on record and say that that's one of the only Tarantino movies I haven't seen. That's it feels one. differently because it's one that he didn't write, but it's still. Oh, uh, I didn't realize he didn't even write it. Nope. It's if I'm not mistaken, it's based on a book. Oh, okay. I believe so, that. Hey, so was The Godfather. It's true. Does Jackie Two. Brown then count as one of his ten films? Yes, it does. If he didn't write it. Yep. He mm-hmm. still counts. It sounds like cheating. I think but... Mario Puzo um, wrote the wrote the Godfather book only two or three years before the movie came out. Hmm. Like, well, the source material was so fresh. So, it was kind of done like Star Wars, then. Because, uh, I mean, uh, George Lucas had the idea for all of Star Wars, and then he hmm. wrote them out in books, and then wrote scripts. Hmm. And, I mean, Mario Puzo is credited as being the screenplay writer as well. Correct, yeah. And so. He won, uh, won an Oscar for it. Pacino won. Um, Brando won. Brando won. Actually, I don't know if Brando won. Brando won, because this is the one where he had the Native American woman uh, speak for him, and he didn't go. Oh, that's mm. right. Um, to talk about the treatment of Native Americans in uh, Hollywood. And mm. then Francis Ford Coppola won Best Director, and then also won Best Screenplay. I, I thought it won the Big Four. And Puzo both wrote it. Is the Big Four or Big Five? Um, it's five. It's, it's picture, actor, actress, director, and screenplay, I think. I don't remember what the fifth one is. Original screenplay, probably? Screenplay at all. Yeah. Cause well, I mean, there's adapted screenplay. Yeah, no, I know, but either screenplay, I think, mm-hmm. would be the one that counts. But it might oh. not be screenplay. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the last category is. Huh. I would assume that would be it. I mean, What were the two movies that... No one gives a shit about editing, really. What, what were the two <laughs> movies that did win the Big Five? It's only happened twice. I'm going to say probably Return of the King and... Uh, Titanic, if I had to guess. I don't remember, actually. I'm I really don't. I'm not the one to ask. I, I don't really know much about the Oscars. Peyton, if you're listening to this podcast... <laughs> oh, I'm the looking answers. it up right now. Big five Oscars. Big five. Only three films have won it. Oh, three now? Yep. Oh, shit. Uh, and the big five are Best Picture, Best Director, Actor, Actress, and Screenplay. So we, okay, I was correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three that won it. It Happened One Night, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest... One and The Silence of the Lambs. Yes. The only three movies to win the Big Five. Who did One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I'm not Kubrick. Wouldn't tell you. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> uh, list of films who won it. Yeah, well, that didn't. I also haven't seen that one either. Oh, that's such a good movie. Is it 76 as well? No, Rocky won Best Picture for 76. 75 was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Damn, I'm getting pretty good with my... Your dates? Mm-hmm. So, if, if we're talking about movies from the 70s in general that I really enjoy, um, obviously... Milo, uh, Milo's Foreman directed. What else did he make? Let's say, I've never heard Let's of that. Let's say, was, I, was uh, he, he directed... No, he's done some big ones. Uh, he directed Amadeus. Uh, the, which also won. The People vs. Larry Flynn. Hmm. Uh, he's got 20 credits. I'm guessing that's a courtroom drama. <laughs> Uh, let's see if there's any other uh, ragtime hair. Excuse me. Uh, oh, sorry, I had to do some coke. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering what that was over there, powdering your nose. Yeah, it's not flour or powdered sugar. Yeah, so those are the kind of the big ones that I know of from him. But okay, so but, no, not a one-hit wonder. So <laughs> it's it's funny, like a lot of movies that I consider some of the best come from the seventies. Hmm. Uh, or my my personal favorite, um, like in my top five, I actually put uh, the Warriors from nineteen seventy nine. You don't the like Warriors. the Warriors? No, I fucking hate that movie. I, I like that one. That's I a good it's one. Dumb. 
That's a good one. <laughs> it has uh, Ajax in it, who is uh, Raiden in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. Oh, is that James Ramar? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about. He that was uh, Dexter's dad on Dexter. He also was. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I haven't watched Dexter. Ah, that's right. You could ju- just you watch don't first like four. good things, Jake. I forget. <laughs> I like good things. I just like to watch them later. I'd watch. I'd watch the Warriors again. I I just watched it a month ago. Did you? Yep. What didn't you like about it? I well, I know it's also based on the time, but I think the whole fucking setup is silly. All the I, all these gangs running around wearing fucking matching uniforms. It's just it's such a they're all a bunch of fucking dandies. I fucking hate the movie. That's what that's what gangs are like in the seventies. Yeah, man. well, that's how you knew you fucking wore your colors because it wasn't just Crips and Bloods. It was yeah, thousands like, of people. Yeah, you had to have a little more variety than just red and blue. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, there's like a thousand gangs, so mm-hmm. we nope. And they the each had already their own taken. Game. Somebody else fucking come up with your own color. Yeah, and they each had their own character and stuff like that. Like, like the all... fucking baseball guys. Yeah, the baseball I, furies I, were dope as fuck. I, yeah. I didn't think so. I think I just think they're all lame. Because you know what? I think gangs are lame. I think it's stupid. Oh, but I actually like. So I don't like think it looks cool that they're all a bunch of gangs trying to get through New York. It's like, ugh. It, but it's it one been... gang against every gang in New York. Yeah, I know, and I still think it's stupid. I like I like it because it takes place. John Wick 2 is better than Warriors. John Wick 2 is the worst movie of all time. I'd like to put that on record. And John Wick 3 is fucking amazing. Are you serious? Did you... John Wick 2... I like John Wick 2 better than John Wick 3. Oh, really? Yes. Well, I like John Wick 1 the best. I like John Wick 2 the best out of the three. Oh, really? Yes. I thought it was... the first one? Yes. Oh. The uh, the seriously for me the the Hall of Mirrors fight in John Wick 2 is one of the most incredible action sequences I've ever seen. I will say that the some of like some of the scenes we get out of John Wick 2 can be considered like the best from the trilogy so far. Um but as far as like plotline and stuff, I think that's kind of where it fell apart for me. See, and I felt that helped it continued to flesh out the world that John Wick inhabits. So like to me that's what I really found interesting about 2. That's what I liked more about one. I I only saw two once, and I don't remember it super well, so I need to watch it again, especially before I see the third one. But the first one I liked that we were just jumping into the world, and then in the second one when they just keep adding on to it. Well, three just keeps adding on. No, 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 I know. But Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is I like the feeling of the first one of just diving in, whereas in the second one I feel it loses some of that shine because i already know a little bit about it and like yeah you keep it keeps adding more to it mm-hmm. but i feel like i'm already in on the joke or not the joke but in on the idea mm-hmm. yeah so it doesn't like have the same effect that the first one did i get that but I don't know. it I wasn't just... a bad movie though i still liked it yeah. but i'm as far as one guy against everyone else i'd rather watch that than fucking warriors yeah. I think the Warriors is hey, lame. Actually, the Warriors hey. actually had the, kind of the same plot line as That's John Wick saying. 3. As John Wick, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like... Oh, I Did you watch John Wick 3 yet? No. Oh, shit, dude. It's it's good. It's good. The it, whole... Okay, spoiler. The the knife scene oh, in yeah. that is it's fucking the, legendary. <laughs> like, And that's like right at the beginning of mm-hmm. the movie, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like literally first 20 minutes of that movie and you're already getting some prime John Wick action. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I just watched Keanu Reeves play with a bunch of puppies and answer hey, all I watched the internet's that as well. questions. So. Yeah. <laughs> I did not watch that video, but I yeah. saw it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. What got you into riding motorcycles? Or, like, what got you interested in motorcycles? They're I awesome. don't know. Riding them? Because they're <laughs> awesome? I was like, that's such a Keanu answer. 
Um, but anyways, The Godfather. The Godfather, yeah. Uh, uh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves is not in this. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, friend of the show, is not in The Godfather. Sorry, Keith. He was in Francis Ford Coppola's uh, Bram Stoker's Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1990, as Jonathan Which you were arguing with me was I got not it mixed called. up with uh, the, the one night. from the 30s or 1931, whatever. 1931, yeah. Which one? Is that one just Dracula? It's just Dracula. What about Dracula in Love? Is that... What about Gerard, Gerard Butler? 3000? No, <laughs> yeah. that's the Gerard, Gerard Butler. Butler. Actually, I if I, if I defend... Space Dracula. <laughs> yeah, if I defend <laughs> shitty movies, like, especially horror movies, I'll, I actually like Dracula uh, 3000. It whatever. has Hyde from that 70s show in it. Hmm. It's Danny Masters. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, but it doesn't have Gary Oldman. Bum, bum. But, he's too old, man. Yeah, actually, yeah. So if I don't know, I think out of all of Francis Ford Coppola's movies, I like this one over Apocalypse Now, but yes. just by a little bit. To now, me. what's your opinion? Because I know a lot of people regard the second one better. So I I've, personally like this one more than the second one, and I agree. Um, I think because the second one's plot is a little bit more fast-paced. Maybe yes. that's why they like it, and it feels like the movie... And it's not as long, either. I think the, the second one's only, uh, like, two hours and 25 minutes, whereas this one runs for, like, two hours and 50 minutes. Mm. Um, so you get it shortened down a little bit. Um, and you also get to see Pacino kind of act a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But to us, since we're watching this, like, in, you know, kind of, like, retrospect, since the movies came out in the 70s... Mm-hmm. Um, we see Pacino as like this yelling kind of guy, and we get a little bit of his yelling in the second Godfather. Um, and I know you haven't seen the Godfather too, obviously. I've since... seen bits out of it, but um, oh, the last, it... the last moment though in the Godfather two mm-hmm. with Fredo, yeah, is also a great, it's... great movie moment. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: I thought Fredo was probably gonna die. I think since you guys in the did. Movie. Now I know he lives. Thanks. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> I guess since we're talking, since you guys did Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I think uh, since we did The Godfather, I think The Godfather 2 is also an important movie, uh, just in film history in general. Mm, I'd agree with that. Um, and I would also, yeah, I'd also recommend doing that one as well. Um, and if, if you guys are listening right now and you haven't seen The Godfather, it's very good. But just like The Wolf of Wall Street, this movie is in the two hour and fifty minute range. So oh, Wolf prepared. of Wall Street breaks three hours. Yeah, but is that with credits? I no. think with credits. I thought it was, it was only two hours forty five minutes. I thought it was fifty seven minutes. Two hours fifty seven. I'm positive it hits three hours. Throw up the IMDb. Working on it. Um, but yeah, I have it on Blu-ray, and I only watched it once since I've owned it. And I'm like, <laughs> this movie was fucking long, and I watched it by myself too. Mm. Because I'm a big Scorsese fan in general. It's three hours on the nose, according to IMDb. Holy shit. Huh. I was off by three minutes. Okay, but to be fair, <laughs> fucking, I've sat through Endgame three times in theaters, and that shit is three hours. hours. And, well, three hours, one minute. So. Yeah. So, it's as long. Yeah. But it feels <laughs> so much shorter than Wolf of Wall Street. It does. Um, by the way, since this is off topic. Yeah. Since you've seen Endgame three times. Yes, I have. Both times, did you wait through the credits to see the tag? No. Okay. Just After the first time, I didn't stick That's around. That's what I was curious. I was like, did you... Actually, every time I've stuck around to watch the credits with uh, the original Avengers, like, with their signatures... That was cool. I liked that. I stuck around for... What? 
so instead of a mid credit sequence, like, you know, it's like they literally fucking credited like just about everybody who's been in these movies. Mm-hmm. And then when it got to the six original Avengers, like it was like it would show them kind of like in shadow and then they would turn and oh, like be visible right. and then they would write their signature and then it would put their name on it. Mm-hmm. I sit through I sat through to that point every time and then when that was done I'd leave. Mm. Cuz goddamn I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love that series. Yeah. There's no uh there's no end credit scene in Godfather. You can just stop it afterwards. Yeah, the that end credits didn't really start becoming a thing until way later. Mm-hmm. I'll say and a lot not of the beginning MC. credits and those ones take He-Man. forever. He-Man yeah. and Masters of the Universe um, from with Dolph Lundgren in the 80s had an end credit scene. Did it? Yep. I remember that because I had it on VHS and if you wait till <laughs> afterwards because I used to fall asleep to that movie. Hmm. Um, I used to fall asleep to that Beverly Hills Ninja Happy Gilmore. Uh, and that, like when you guys Ghost did... Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to watch... Like I just used to fall asleep to a lot of, a lot of weird movies like Lion King 1 and a half, like You know, well. I actually... I haven't seen that one. Oh, really? I prefer Isn't that the over with... the normal one, to be honest. I don't really care about Lion King in general. Same. It's good, it's but... It's overrated. It's not don't my favorite Nick Disney that. movie. Oh. Nick loves Lion King. I bet. I just like Hercules a little bit better. I like Hercules a lot better. I like Aladdin better. I like Beauty and the Beast best, though, to be honest. If I'm, That's your favorite? If, yeah, straight up. I, lo- I love that movie. Oh. Um, I think Hercules is my favorite Disney animated. Mm-hmm. It's a close second for me, but I think... Um, what was it? 90... Two or ninety three when Beauty and the Beast came out. I think three. And it got it won best. I think it was like the first Disney movie to like was like win best animated. Or whatever. Best animated as a category didn't exist until two thousand one. Oh, so then it was nominated Shrek for best won. picture. Oh fuck, that's right. God damn. Shrek, Shrek won an Oscar. Yeah, Shrek mm-hmm. was the f- oh, Shrek won one. the first best animated feature category Oscar. Mm. Oh. Off of uh, burp and fart jokes. Good for you. Shrek, <laughs> Shrek is and, incredible. Uh, All star. Thank you, Smash Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you won that movie a goddamn Oscar. <laughs> they wanted to put a different... I forgot. They wanted to put a different song in the beginning, um, but they couldn't get the rights to it. And they're like, fine. I forgot what the song was, but they're like, fine. What is everyone else listening to right now? It was Hurt by uh, Nine Inch Nails. It was not. <laughs> it, was hurt by, it was Hurt by Johnny Cash instead. Oh, fuck that song. I don't think Johnny Cash had covered Hurt yet. <laughs> Probably 2005. Was, he, he died it. in 2005. Didn't he do it before he died? Yeah. Obviously, well, yeah, but I'm can't, saying, can't no, do he recorded it dead. as a fucking ghost. Yeah. On his death Ooh, that would be yeah. her song. That would be, dude. What if Johnny Cash like committed suicide and then he like left Hurt as a recording? That'd be dark. Like, well, I mean, I fucking myself. Fucking today. David Bowie released his last album like two days before he died, and it was super like dark. Like, it basically just told a story of like what he was going through. We want to talk about dark shit. Fucking listen to Life After Death by Biggie, which came out two months after he died. Yeah. Oops. And the whole album's about him dying. It was yeah. before he knew he was going to get shot. <laughs> Maybe he knew he was going to get shot. And he's well, I mean, he probably knew there was some shit going down. That was when everyone was getting shot. Fair enough. It was actually right at the tail end, but it was after Tupac 2002 uh, is when Johnny Cash covered Hurt. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> Just missed the bus. Just truck. missed it. No wonder they couldn't get that in the movie. Otherwise, <laughs> mm-hmm. it probably would have for sure been in there. Sorry so sh- to interrupt the 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 Godfather podcast. <laughs> well, God, we haven't talked about we barely talked about the Godfather on this episode. Well, here you go. What since I mean we all like the movie uh-huh. in general. What were some parts that you didn't like? That I didn't like? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Talia Shire's annoying. <laughs> yeah. 
to be honest. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and even rewatching the Rocky movie, she's annoying in that too. She just screams. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it, it had a purpose. I just, I don't know. I just thought like the scenes were annoying. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I I appreciate what they do for the movie and stuff. Yeah. And I was glad to see that guy get his fucking ass whooped on the street. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. Fucking throwing the garbage can at him and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, I actually love Sonny's character. Oh yeah, James me too. Con. Me too. In that movie, I I really liked him. I was bummed when he fucking got it. My favorite kind of like side character though, I love Clemenza. I think Clemenza's great. I was telling Jake about that. I'm like Clemenza's like my fucking dude in this. Like he just reminds me of like I'm like Clemenza in this is like the uncle that's always around for like no reason, <laughs> but just because he's like family. Like oh, you guys having dinner tonight? Well, Clemenza's coming over and he's <laughs> he's gonna show you how to make meatballs and sausage. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I like I love his dialect. Like his super like New York Italian accent. Uh, because the thing, I said it already, but everything in this movie made sense and it served purpose, to me, at least. And that's why I think it's like hard for me to nitpick it. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I had to nitpick it was is probably for time, in general. Like, Yeah, like for me, the wedding scene, I think, goes on just a tad too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to really not like the scene where Michael goes to Italy, because uh, I felt that took too long. But yeah. uh, this watch, I'm just like... It wasn't as bad as I remember it being. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was okay with everything that happened there. I actually liked him going to Italy because it kind of showed him getting in touch with his Italian roots. Like, what, you know, his family before him, mm-hmm. not his brothers yeah. and sisters as much, maybe, but... I think like technically his... it's Sicily, by the way. I think he technically went to Sicily. Which is part of Italy, if it's, I'm not mistaken. It, it is, but it's Or like... is it kind of like how Hong Kong is technically part of China, but it's, like, kind of its own weird thing, too? It's like... That's like saying... Um, like, people say they're Italian, but they're like, oh, you're Italian. Well, it's like, I'm Sicilian. It's like, oh, shit. Like, Sicily is, like, where the mob originated. Um, right. And I think... They're more it, aggressive folk. Italy wanted to be <laughs> separated from Sicily because, um, all, like, ec- economic purposes. Like, Sicily was more of a place for, like, farmers and stuff. And it's like, oh, you guys are just, like, like below like the poverty line and you're just working to get by mm. kind of thing and Italy wanted to be the place of like prosperity and like um just like the Italians yeah we're just always trying to <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. oh man you know us greasy, <laughs> us greasy wops working in the field back in the early 1900s <laughs> is there a Sicilian do. slur or is it just all the Italian ones so I mean depending on like what area you go to in Sicily or Italy you'll get different dialects depending on the region like if you go more towards like the northern side of italy people almost have like a french kind of accent on there mm. um, well i'm not even talking about like the language i'm talking like the slurs like like slides, why, why do we if you're gonna go oh i'm just curious like there's the three there's wap dago guinea are there any other ones is there one specifically for sicilians no they all they all apply to us too okay <laughs> curious. I, right, Jesus. I'm not going to use them. I'm just curious. <laughs> no, like, and that's. I the, mean, those are the three I heard in the movie, but I yeah. also know they're all Sicilian for the most part. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, those, though, yeah. So this movie took place in the 40s, like, mm-hmm. right after World War II. Just mm-hmm. the um, war Michael fought him. Exactly. And I think that's why um, I like this movie so much is people at this point, now that. Um, like Ellis Island and stuff is pretty much past its prime um, when you're getting like a whole bunch of like um, European immigrants coming over. Right. Uh, like the Italians pretty much 
rolled in hard in like <laughs> 1895 to like 1915. Like it's pretty much their huge like immigration thing. So they took over um, like southwest side of New York, and then they also came to Italy or not Italy. Uh, <laughs> Italians went to <laughs> yeah, Italy. Italians went to Italy to prosper again. Um, no, they went to Chicago as well and took over west. Uh, like West Side area, Southwest Side area. Mm-hmm. Um, West Side, West Side represent Little Italy. Six oh six oh seven zip represent. I, I lived in Little Italy for a little bit. Right, I lived in six oh six oh five. No one fucking asked you. Jay. Yeah, well, it was the South. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> it was went South down. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, I lived in Hanover Park. That was as close as I've gotten to actually living in Chicago. <laughs> Did you have a 606 zip code technically? I don't fucking remember. Ugh. I lived there for a year, and I think I put it in once on Amazon so that if I bought shit, it would come to me. But, <laughs> um, but I was, like, right next to Schaumburg. That's where I was living. Mm-hmm. What you guys? What do you guys think, think of the score? It was great. Yeah, the, I liked it. The theme is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, we get, like, a lot of riffs from, like, Family Guy and stuff. Right, where they have the, here comes in the slowly rising trumpet sound. All right, so I'm going to need you to take him out back and put him all in his head. I said... Uh, that I will have to adjust in post. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> or do you have to, really? Because that's part of the joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You'll tell it's loud because it distorts like crazy. Yeah. I have headphones on right yeah, now. No, I, I <laughs> Let's turn you. the gain up. Oh, <laughs> Skin row. Uh, turn it up to 11. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. This is... Yeah, uh, I, I was pleasantly relieved that the movie was good. So unlike... That it wasn't like overhyped to a point where it's like, it's a movie. Like last week's classic of Planet of the Apes, which for you... Just really didn't do it. It was good the first time I watched it, but upon rewatching and rewatching, it becomes a slog fest in my mm-hmm. opinion. And yeah. you've only seen it the one time, but Jordan, have you seen? Well, I've seen it about four times, probably the original. Yeah, 68. the first one's good, right? Or, or the first time you watch it, it's like, okay, this is a good movie, and you yeah. probably saw it when you were a kid, right? I did. I like because my dad raised me on sci-fi movies and westerns and stuff like that. So a lot of because he was born in the '60s too, so it helped. So he wanted to show me Same shit that dad. he grew up with. Um, and yeah, I was probably introduced to Planet of the Apes second grade, probably as soon as I could. Wow. Yeah. Like I was pretty early on and I've seen it. Yeah. Since then too, like around Halloween and stuff like my But then when you rewatch it, it's kind of like, all right, this is a little slower than I remember the first time watching it. Yeah. Um, and I, I can, I can kind of like nitpick it a little bit, but to be honest, I still enjoy it. Um, it's like, mind you, like when they're mouths are moving but like behind the masks kind of thing right that part kind of pisses me off so i'm like ah. if they would have just like i don't know like somehow like feathered like tapered around the mouth so like the mouth moved but it like wasn't part of the mask kind of thing i think right that like would the look cowardly better. lion which yeah they but they did the, 40 years prior or 30 years prior <laughs> yeah um chewbacca mm-hmm. nine years later mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah i think i like the movie but i think where I mean, now bringing up Star Wars, is I think Planet of the Apes, because it was written by... Um, Rod Serling. Yes, and I'm a big fan of the original Twilight Zone as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that will forever um, be, like, my favorite TV series of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, mind you, like, the later seasons aren't as good as the original. Uh, Are you watching the Jordan Peele? I'm not, because I don't think Jordan Peele's, like, really attached to 
the Twilight Zone. He they market it with well, him. Well, I mean, how can you say that no. if you haven't watched it? No, but like the thing is, like if you go on the Twilight Zone's IMDb, he's not really attached to the show. Oh, like, I not... thought you meant like he doesn't care about it. I was like, no, what? like he's <laughs> producer. Is he though? Yeah, I think he only produced like one episode, no. and I think that was trying. I think that was their selling point. He's well. He's the Rod Serling character on all the episodes. Yeah, too. but that's the thing. It's like he's like that's. I think that's what people are like trying, to, or that's what they're trying to sell it as. Is oh, Jordan Peele's in this. He's the producer on eleven episodes. Really? Yeah. So he's a producer, but he on didn't that write show. any of them. Correct. He wrote. I'm positive he wrote some of them though. Huh. He well, he's credited as creator for the show. Doesn't necessarily say he wrote any episodes. Okay. Specifically. I think, and Ooh, I think, those are not some good IMDb numbers. Though. No, it's not, and and that's what I'm saying. It's like I think people maybe because he wrote us and he wrote Get Out, and I think when they were trying to go like, oh, Twilight Zone's coming back, and Jordan Peele's in charge of it, but he's not. He's he's producing it. You know, he's watching it like happen before his eyes, and he doesn't really get to have I think the input he wants in it. And I think after this season, I don't think we'll see a, a rebuttal, especially after. The scores it's probably getting. Yeah. It's probably I liked, below a six. Right I now. really like the first episode, which you can watch for free on YouTube. Okay, cool. Uh, second episode was their kind of like, their take on like Terror 20,000 Feet, but they did it completely different. It's got nothing to do with like a gremlin or anything like that. Oh, okay. And I, like, I was good with it, and then there was a point where it could have ended, and then there was another point where it could have ended, and then where it did end, I'm like, that was not a very Twilight Zone ending. Okay. Mm. Like the like the, the yeah it, that one wasn't that good. Uh, and then I haven't watched any of the other ones, but they're all now out, so it's like I can go and binge them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those were hitting like four point six. Oh shit! And I'm like, ooh, that's not great. <laughs> Man, I, I was guessing it was gonna be like an like a five point one or There's two. A couple fives, but okay. like the last handful of episodes were like all fours and shit. I'm like <laughs> shit, well, not as good. Uh, with what you. We were kind of saying last week on the Planet of the Apes episode that Planet of the Apes would have been a phenomenal Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, but cut it's it down to twenty eight so minutes. long. Yeah. <laughs> so like then it does like we actually how do we say we cut out the story to oh, make it God, a Twilight I don't, Zone? Make people die a lot faster. That was one of them. Is like by the time he, the hunt happens, everybody else is dead. Mm-hmm. Right, because we said um, still have Stuart die in her case. Yep. The one guy dies drowning in the ship as it sinks, Correct. and then, then the, the other guy right. dies in the wasteland. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Then he get he f- meets up with all the other Neanderthals. Um, they get captured, but he doesn't yeah. get shot in the neck, so he can right away reveal that he's a sentient human. Yeah, go right to trial, basically. Right, and, and then, then as soon as they escape. lose, scientist breaks them out. Mm-hmm. And then you and then get the big but reveals. Yeah, and we cut out the going, cave. You, right, yeah. they don't go to the cave. They just like here, you're free. Go, get go. away now. Mm-hmm. And then he, he goes f- off by himself and finds the Statue of Liberty blown up. And I 100 percent agree. That would be an IMDb episode of like a 9.1 right there. Like, <laughs> oh shit! Biggest twist in you know TV history. But because there's so much other stuff in it, and it's not really filler. Like it does do a good job at like slowly kind of making you think like. And I also said that's the frustrating thing with it is because it's like they're not thinking logically. They're just enforcing their religious thing. And that gets frustrating to me because I think logically about mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Even when it's like, okay, obviously they're hiding something. But it's so irritating when mm-hmm. they're like doing that trial. Frustration. So it just still isn't the Planet of the Apes podcast. but No, but like for me, I get frustration in 
like people that are put in like these power positions, like you say, and they're not thinking logically about stuff. Right. And it's like making you cringe. It's like, come on, like don't do that. Right. Like, um, so that's. I mean, even with comedy, in certain instances, like, it's. I understand like a comedy like The Office and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but man, like. Michael, like, Michael Scott as a character, like, makes me cringe so hard. Oh, so I'm assuming Scott's Tots is your favorite episode of that show. Oh, no. I think my favorite episode is actually the... Oh, that that was in terms of, like, cringe, where... That's (laughs) the one where he promises all those kids he'll pay their entire college tuition. Yes. And then by the... And, like, so they try, as long as they get good grades, and so they do. They, like, bust their asses so that by the time they get to that point, Michael Scott will pay for their entire college. And he's like... It finally like comes time to pay up, and he can't, yeah, because he doesn't have money to pay for like thirty people's entire college tuition. Right. So he's like, the best he's got are like fucking laptop batteries that he's willing to give them to power their laptop. <laughs> oh shit! And just like watching him have to like, and like they're all so excited that he's there, that they're that he's gonna do this, and he's just like in the back dying because he can't do it. <laughs> No, like, like the Christmas episode when they're doing like Secret Santa and he gets the iPod, but he wants to give it to, um, uh, shit like the younger character, like the intern guy that I can't Ryan. think of. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh, I want to make sure that he gets it, kind of thing. Oh, because he like, loves BJ or right? Yeah, BJ yeah, Novak's character. Yeah, and I'm just like, can, you, like, it's just like so cringy. Um, I know, I, I understand like the appeal of it because it's funny and the characters are super likable, but. The, some of the characters are also super cringy, and that's like also like a turnoff for me. Um, so you just don't like cringe in general, though. I think I can uphold cringe to a certain point um, <laughs> if it happens. Like I don't know, like maybe once or twice an episode, but every time, like when it's just a character's like central plot point is that they're cringy and they make situations worse for everyone. I know that's good for, like, plot appeal, too, like, because he's a fucking wild card. You don't know what he's going to do. Right. Um, but, yeah, man, I was like, can we just can we just pull back a little bit on the cringe and give <laughs> so the So you character... probably didn't like the show Louie, then. I watched the first two seasons of Louie, <laughs> and I was like, I'm good. That, that's the only well for cringe that I, I like, Dip went back from... to and but, liked. But I feel like... otherwise, I... But that's just him as a person in general. That's Louie as a person. Well, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's pretty autobiographical, but it's still, like, yeah, but amped I'm not... up to whatever degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. But... So the Godfather. So the Godfather. <laughs> um, Talk about a cringe fest. That part with Michael? Mm. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. It's not cringy. <laughs> uh, uh, I told Jake this last night, but um, when we think of famous um, film critics... In general, mm-hmm. uh, throughout our lifetimes, one of them pops up, Roger Ebert. Yep, and he did not like um, he did not like this movie. Yeah, that's right. You were saying he thought that, that fucking Marlon Brando was a quote unquote skillful throwaway that wasted his time stuffing his fat jowls with cotton uh, to make an unlikable character. And I'm just like, holy shit! I'm like. <laughs> this is, I mean, but now, I mean, kind of like, haha, like, this is regarded as the best film of all time, and it has a 9.2 on IMDb with a 1.4 million reviews, like, by people. And well, just, 
It just really influences that idea that everyone has different tastes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm pretty certain, too, Ebert is the kind of person who, like, if he goes back to a movie, or, like, if I'm not mistaken, he's done that, where it's like, he's been like, well, what I had to say about it was incorrect. All right. Uh, Louie was fucking with a bowl on the ground. It sounded oh. like he was about to push over a glass <laughs> from, like, a countertop. But, yeah, I've, I feel like Ebert's the type who has, in the past, been like, you know, upon review, this was better than what I thought the first mm-hmm. time. Did he do I, that with Star Wars, actually? The first I, Star Wars movie? I don't, I, I don't remember, honestly. <laughs> I'm just going <clears> to <throat> shout out my boy Leonard Moulton for always having similar movie tastes as me. Oh, dude, I saw him <laughs> on DirecTV. You know uh, how they would do like the Moulton Minute? Oh, I love Moulton Minutes. Yeah? Did you see the one where he reviewed porno? <laughs> Oh, no. He's talking about porns what? on cinema. Oh, that's <laughs> He's awesome. like, this was a uh, fantastic uh, adult film featuring so-and-so. I was like, what is this? This is yeah. gross. Mm-hmm. And he's like sitting in a theater, like how he does those, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, was Ugh. it a spoof? I don't think so. I mean, it's probably a spoof. Well, then he... He got he your ass. <laughs> I guess. Who, who, who was stuck in my head? used to be on TCM before Ben Mankiewicz took over that... Is that Gene Shalit? No. <laughs> I don't know. The fuck. I cannot... TCM... Like uh, the, the actually like, was it Malton? That I don't think it was Malton. Because he, I don't know, Malton. Malton still he's one of probably the hardest working critics to ever be out. Like he wrote books on do it. <laughs> um, I mean, he basically wrote a books on like these are movies that you should watch of these genres, and this is how you should get into film. Not necessarily just going to. Uh, I think a problem, especially like in the United States, is we started getting summer blockbusters back in the seventies as well. Jaws, like Jaws. I'm gonna say Star Wars is the first one back in seventy six. Jaws is considered the first. Really? Blockbuster. Yes, it is. I would. I would throw. Totally I would learned film history. I would. I would throw uh, a New Hope in there because it's. Uh, it was like our first. Robert like, Osborne was the host before. Uh, ah. Ben Mankiewicz took over. I, don't, I um, really don't even read film reviews. What made so, like, more? Oh, this was just shit on like TCM. Like he was always the host. Like he would intro movies and talk about them a little bit. Mm. Well, I, I just meant as far as because we were talking about Malton and Ebert and stuff. Jesus Christ! I just, I'm not really. I'll I'll just kind of get my own opinion. I mean, I tend not to put too much stock in what reviews say like i'll look quickly at a score like uh i watch uh jeremy johns's reviews on youtube mm-hmm. um but oftentimes like if, especially if i don't want to hear plot points or anything about a movie i'll just skip ahead to what he gives the movie and i'll be like okay i've got a general idea of where i might enjoy this movie that's about that. the extent of what i want out of a like okay if there's a movie i think sounds interesting <clears throat> the only thing i want to know about it before seeing it is do people generally like it or no? Yeah. But, and then maybe after the movie, if I really like it, then I want to see like a review of what people thought about the different parts of it. Yeah. That's that's what I do too. Plus, like, let's say, I'm just using Jeremy Johns as an example again. Let's say he doesn't like a movie, but I'm like, well, I was interested in seeing that anyways. And I go see it and I still enjoy it, or like I feel differently than he did. Like... A reviewer disliking a movie does not automatically like persuade me not to see it, mm-hmm. but usually, especially if it like it's a reviewer who I know my tastes are similar to, uh, if they really liked it, I'm like, well, I'll definitely go see it. Mm. Yeah, and uh, 
I'm I usually don't go to like a known film reviewer mm-hmm. either. I usually more like just listening to a podcast where the movie comes up and they talk about it candidly, and then I'm like really interested, to say, "Ooh, what they think about the movie?" Yeah, yeah. So I guess the reason why I considered Star Wars more of like the summer blockbuster is because it grossed three hundred and fifteen million dollars more than Jaws. Mm. Um, and Jaws had a June release day, and Star Wars had May. Well, we're so not saying it's not a summer your blockbuster. Your cat's fucking with something. Yeah, I was gonna say he is <laughs> fucking some shit up in your kitchen, and I and and that's like uh, in a quick uh, intermission. Jay, Jay has uh, to step away for a moment. <laughs> uh, and now we're going to go ahead and fuck up his uh, his his little office space here. Yeah. Uh, it, it appears that he has everything in chronological order with uh, the Dragon Ball uh, manga, manga, Magna, Ligma. Uh, you can't so be doing we're gonna... anything in the kitchen. His fucking legs are broken. He can't get up on the counter. Also, He's Jake's cat's around. legs are broken. I, I yeah. I, why'd you break your cat's legs, Jake? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Fucking deserved it. I thought he could fly. <laughs> <laughs> cats are supposed to always be able to land on their legs. He, he told me he'd he did. be fine if I threw him off the deck. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hold my cat, Nip," and uh, I gave him a toss. <laughs> that's not true. No, it's not. He just fucking went for it. <laughs> don't take my cat away. <laughs> so, Planet of the yeah, Apes no, or no, Godfather. Godfather? Wow, nice. <laughs> but I mean, Planet really, of the Godfather. It's, it's, it's there's not a lot to say about the Godfather beyond the fact that we really liked it. That hasn't been said on people who actually, you know, it, we. This podcast really is not about going into super depth mm-hmm. into things. So I mean, we all just know that it's like it's a good movie. We all really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a whole lot more that needs to be said. I'd uh, say since probably we don't. Go ahead, deep, sorry. Since we don't deep dive and mm-hmm. like analyze like character progression and shots and mm-hmm. like as much, we'll talk about them a little bit, but not like in super detail. Right, and I will say probably really. Like Jordan said, if you had to nitpick it, it'd be just time. Yeah. It's probably one of the biggest things that kept me from watching it for so long. Mm-hmm. It was just like, fuck, that's a goddamn investment yes. to watch this. And then also because if they played it on TV, they played two, then three, and then it feels like an even bigger investment because then you feel like you got to watch all three of them. See, mm-hmm. I've never seen don't, the third one. Don't watch three. Don't watch three. <laughs> don't watch three. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. It goes ahead and just... Francis Ford Coppola is like, okay, I want to bring my daughter in this, who is not the best actress at this point in time. I think it came out in 1990. It took a while for The Godfather 3 to really? come out. Really? 90? It was like, it was... I like, will look. <laughs> yeah, it was, in, it was in the 90s. I think it was like 90 or 93. Weird. Um, when did 2 come out? Like two years after the first one. Yeah. So, okay, The Godfather came out in 72. The Godfather Part 2 came out in 74. The Godfather Part 3 came out in 1990. There you go. Oh, weird. So, yeah. 26 years later. Um, and so, I was talking to Jake about this last night. If you're doing sequels, or like if you're making um, like a trilogy in general, I think you should have your time, like your release timeline, like kind of created um, in general. Maybe not specific release days, but we're going to release this one, you know, two years after this one, and then the last one two years after that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing a trilogy. And, like, I don't know what it is, but when people are asking for, you guys mentioned it before, like, Avatar, people were asking for that sequel in 2009. 
like right and after like, the movie came out. Yeah, right. and James Cameron almost bragged about how I don't want to say how easy the movie was, but like you know he's like you know got to really give credit to like my production team and stuff for getting this movie going and um, you know getting it done by uh, you know by like our deadlines and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, now you made a fuck ton of money. Let's. I I don't think any. Major, I know mean, he was going through like divorces and stuff, like his divorce and stuff during that time. And then he spent well, he, and then he spent that money to build a submarine to go underwater to look at plant life for the next one. Yeah, god damn. <laughs> like, also, I, I don't like Avatar. Right. So. Yeah. I also don't like Avatar as much. We were talking about this last night, and yeah. I mentioned that you don't like it. Yeah. But uh, we were saying that if they were going to do a sequel, they should have done it struck, years ago. Yeah, they should have done the it. Iron was hot because mm-hmm. now it's going to be built up way too big. I think it's going to be in what twenty twenty one is when they're supposed to release yeah. the second one. Yeah, <laughs> you should. It, it, okay, any. I I don't know how far this podcast twelve is years out right now, but if you are releasing a sequel for a movie, get it within the first five years because after that, your player base is going to be. Like a little less interested. I mean, it's almost the same thing for video games. Like, if you want, it's very much the same thing for mm-hmm. video games. Kingdom Hearts three fucking was a huge disappointment. Exactly, and it's like, <laughs> oh, you've been taking all this time to make sure that it's perfect, but then you realize, no, it wasn't that, and yeah, and it usually ends up being a big disappointment. Um, and well, don't worry, we're gonna have fucking five more Avatar movies, and I'm not gonna go watch them because, like, upon reexam, them. upon reexamination of the first one. I so it was such a big deal in 2009 when this was released because it was when 3D movies were also the um, rage. Well, yeah, the rage oh. and you know our AMC was kind of pushing it really hard like hardcore at Showplace 14 big time. Um and it's like, you know, it's time for you to go experience this movie and all the major reviews were going, you have to see this in 3D. Like it's amazing. And I saw movies in 3Ds before that and I was like this isn't that good? Was and it Spy Kids 3D? Okay, yeah. Spy Kids, yeah. <laughs> but that was like the fucking little red and blue glasses or whatever that you got. Yeah. Oh, or Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Didn't oh, see that one. <laughs> I didn't. I did see Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I saw those both in theaters. Um, but yeah, like, if, dude, I don't know. It's like Pocahontas wrapped in blue realm wrap, you know? It's well, just, well, it's uh, Dances with yeah. Wolves, right? Dances with Wolves, Fern Gully, Pocahontas. It's all. It's a story that's been told before. Now, I actually saw a debate on uh, on Reddit. About how it's like, regardless of whether or not Endgame takes over as the number one grossing movie of all time, it's it's an amazing feat that Avatar, an original movie, made it ten years. And then the debate kind of became, what defines an original movie? Now, Avatar is, yes, an original movie. It's all, it's non-existing IP. It's telling a story that's been told before mm-hmm. with new characters in a new setting in a new way. So that's still an original movie. Fine. So, like... But the I'm, I'm not the story... So I'm not going to give it too much shit for basically being something that's been told before. Mm-hmm. Lots of movies do that. They all get their inspiration from somewhere. Exactly. Um, but my issue with the movie is, like, I didn't see it in theaters. Oh, I really? saw it. No, I saw it on a fucking TV that wasn't 3D, and I'm like, yeah, it looks fine. And yeah. I saw it fucking five years after it came out. Oh, really? And I was just like, yeah, it was fine. I don't see what was so special about this. Um, but credit to James Cameron, he always makes fucking amazing sequels. Aliens, mm-hmm. Terminator 2. <laughs> so he could come up with something that's fantastic for Avatar 2, but then he sticks around a little too long, and then you get Terminator 3 yeah. and Terminator Genesis, which he like 
was all about, and Terminator Genesis was fucking garbage. Was, was he involved with bad. Salvation? Uh, I don't know if he was no. involved in Salvation. I don't think he said anything about Salvation That's either. That's my favorite Terminator. But Genesis, <laughs> he was sorry. like... Oh, dude, Salvation's such a good movie. The second is the best. Terminator 2 is the best. Well, no, I love Terminator 2. Don't get me wrong. But I fucking love Salvation so much. If you want to talk about an original, like... Like, I love that apocalypse that they made. Oh, yeah. Like okay. it, it, That's it such was a, a cool, cool apocalypse cool world, yeah. that they've developed in that movie. And then all the other kinds of Terminators. Mm-hmm. Because you kind of see, like, the ones they come up with in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Mm-hmm. Like... I like so Rise of the Machines. They have her. She's like a liquid Terminator, but she's also very mechanical. It's weird. Mm-hmm. She was a weird design. Um, but she's but then, also a woman. <laughs> and, uh, Yikes. A woman. Wearing all red leather. Yeah. But, uh, and then you see, like, how she's kind of programming some of those, like, the big white robots. And you yeah. kind of see those in Salvation, actually. Mm-hmm. But in Salvation, they have all different kinds. And they're very, like, we rudimentary a, type Terminators. We did like, get a CGI Arnold in Salvation. Yeah, you did. And in Genesis. <sighs> we actually had... <laughs> We actually had Arnold in Genesis as well. Well, the, the one next, in Salvation looked better. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The uh, the next movie, I don't know. It's that's a James Cameron one. It's going it to shit. It looks the bed. pretty gnarly. It's going <laughs> to shit the bed to me. I'm not holding out much hope. Genesis, I thought could have been good, and then it was garbage. Shane Black did the Predator and also shit the bed as well. I'm just uh, Predator was wasn't awful. The Predator I, was garbage. I I didn't mind the Predator. I don't think. Of the three Predator movies I've seen, because I didn't see Predator 2. Oh, really? I saw, I've saw i seen the Arnie one, which is the best, uh-huh. period, obviously. Everybody knows that. Uh-huh. Uh, then I saw the... Uh, Alien fucking, vs. Predator? No. Okay, so okay, so fucking four Alien or Predator movies. Uh-huh. Alien vs. Predator was okay. Fucking... Predators? What, uh, Adrian Brody, that one. Yeah, yeah Predators. predators. Mm-hmm. I liked that one. I did, too. That was also... It's almost like the Terminator Salvation of the Predator movies, you know... Like let's go to like the place where the predators are. Yeah, I mm-hmm. haven't seen that one. I wanted to, oh, but really? I never saw it. It's it wasn't bad. I don't think I think they could have picked somebody if they want to go with the kind of character Adrian Brody was and like still have like this kind of like non traditional action star. Fine. I don't think Adrian Brody was the pick for that. Yeah, isn't he but, supposed to be like some kind of like badass or something? Yeah, he's like some mercenary like ex, badass. Yeah, yeah so after like seeing King Kong, I can't picture him as any kind of badass. Or, yeah, like, that's not the type of character Adrian Brody is I, equipped to play. <laughs> and also, Adrian Brody, and, or Adrian Brody, um, I, I thought I almost called him, uh, Adrian! Yeah, <laughs> I was almost going to do that. Um, I love him as an actor in general, and I don't know if you guys ever watched the miniseries of Houdini. No. It's fucking bomb, and he does great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, the only other movie I saw him in before that was King Kong. Mm-hmm. And I liked King Kong a lot when I was younger because I was 11 when it came out and Giant Monster, hell yeah. Oh yeah. But upon further review, that movie's way too long and <laughs> Jack Black is a weird pick. Um, well, even so I thought Jack Black was a even good pick was for fun- that guy. I mean, Even though he was funny, but it's like, I don't know. Did you guys watch Kong Skull Island? I have yeah. not seen that one. I heard that was actually pretty good. Columbia graduate made it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What's What's Columbia? The school I went to? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from uh, Columbia, South America. He, he just made it. Hmm. Yeah, he's just from there. He, they let him make the movie, though. Yeah, that's cool. Turns out he brought a bunch of cocaine to the set. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, this guy rocks. Let's see what ideas he has. <laughs> um, but no, I thought... 
Yeah, I thought the Predator was so far the worst out of... I mean, Alien vs. Predator Requiem was pretty um, shit. Why did they call it Requiem? No idea. They could have just called it Alien vs. Predator, right? No, that, Requiem Alien. was the second one. Oh, they made yeah. two Alien vs. Predators? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Requiem was the second one. It was really bad. Oh. It was really bad. That's like, a shame. A lot of unnecessary... Um, like, kind of like shock horror with the xenomorphs. Like, going into the labor and delivery room and, like, implanting pregnant women with eggs. I'm like, that's fucked up. Like, straight <laughs> up, I'm like, why would you do that? I mean, I, I've i seen shock horror films before, but, like, in something that's supposed to be, like, kind of like a sci-fi horror, like, we can just, we can just deal with normal people getting, like, little alien babies coming out of their chest, but I'm like... Mm. Pregnant women, like about to deliver. I'm like, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, um, right. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those were two sneezes. I thought you were beatboxing over there. He just he was really amped up about the pregnancy scene in the <laughs> Alien versus Predator. So. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, the Godfather. The Godfather. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> uh, Monty the... Python's Holy Grail. Grail. We'll get to that one eventually. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. That what? Yeah. You've like seen legitimately? It. No, haven't. You fucking seen it? No. There are some who call me Mr. Anderson. No, he fucking seen it. You've seen that movie. I have not. Yes, you have. No, my brother has. He loves that movie. I'm Tis only a flesh wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've seen the movie. I'm pretty sure I showed that to you when we were in like sixth grade. Nope. I don't believe there's anybody of of all movies (laughs) there's there's some that I don't think there's nobody has seen. Once they hit like a certain age, and that's one of them. Like Monty Python, the Holy Grail is I one that I started Life truly... of Brian. I haven't seen any Monty Python stuff. I haven't. I didn't grow up with Monty Python. I didn't either. Uh, Holy Grail is the only one I've seen. And then well, I've that's seen because a couple of them. Of I'm no. guessing you watched it with them. No bullshit. Saw it in Michigan. Okay, so then why why would you say that that's something that I would see by myself? Well, it's not fucking geographical. I mean, you can see it outside of Michigan. I feel like BBC America is like the only station that would play that movie. No, no, not at all. No. <laughs> is it like on Monty Python and HBO is a fucking classic? Comedy Central, even I think has played yeah. it before. Well, I haven't watched it. Turner Classic would probably play it. Yeah, I don't even think that exists anymore. TCS. It does. It still does. Yeah, we were just Ben Mankiewicz is the host now. <laughs> we were just talking about who replaced. Oh, now Ben. Oh, Mankiewicz. I thought you were talking about like ten years ago. I mean, it's been no. He's yeah. Robert Osborne was the guy before Ben Mankiewicz. That's what I looked up earlier. You don't have cable anymore, though, right? No. Oh shit! I, I have PlayStation View for my TV. Uh, I have Sling now. I kind of like it. That's what fucking Laud uses also. Mm-hmm. But I'd use the free trial for View so I could watch the Oscars this year. Yeah, <laughs> I started watching. Yeah, Life of Brian. On Netflix. Yeah. Because they put it on there, but I didn't. I just didn't have access to it straight up, like, mm-hmm. unless I went to a video store and rented it and like classics. But that's how I saw it first. I saw it on mm-hmm. VHS. But I really had no family video. <laughs> I had really no appeal. I wasn't into that comedy. Like the only British comedy that I really liked was Mr. Bean. I fucking hate Mr. Bean. Exactly. So. I mean, that's the only British com- uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail. I haven't seen any other Monty Python other than Life the of Crusoe Brian is skit. Did Life want- of Brian is great. Um, I actually did My like. Daddy showed it to me. Um, I just had to go to work before I finished Life of Brian, so I didn't get to finish it. But uh, I didn't watch any Flying Circus. Neither did I. Um, I heard it's funny. I heard it's good. Uh, I heard it's it classic. Is. It really is. But I just, yeah, I just never got around to watching it. And to this, like to this day, I don't really know people that hold it in 
such high regard, except for, like, you guys are the first people to really shit on me for not seeing it. Wow. Holy Grail, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But any of the mm-hmm. other Monty Python stuff I don't really care about. But I just feel like they're, <laughs> I feel like they were so influential, like, in comedy, as it was back in the 70s, mm-hmm. especially, like, in Britain, but I just, I just feel like if, if I was born in Great Britain and I hadn't seen it, then it would be a more big deal. I feel like that would be, like, me not seeing an Adam Sandler movie. And living in America, like uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I've seen it now. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. When you said that, I was like, "Hey, John, have you seen Waterboy?" No. Get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Waterboy is gonna hold up, man. <gasps> it totally does. Dude. I don't it's know. So fucking funny. I don't think you'd get away with putting that movie in theaters nowadays. Well, that has nothing. Yeah, to that do doesn't with whether have to. Or not yeah. it holds well, up. It just means it couldn't be made now, and it probably could. So does that? I mean. I mean some people think Tropic Thunder couldn't get made now. Tropic Thunder absolutely could get made now because oh, yeah. it's making a, it's it's not oh, pro blackface. It's mm-hmm. making fun of blackface in Hollywood's, you know, putting white actors in roles that shouldn't go it's white a, actors. It's a parody comedy. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. So you you can I think you there's a lot of stuff that I think people say you can't get away with anymore that you probably still could. Like, mm-hmm. but that doesn't fucking, mean they don't hold up either. No, exactly. No, like because then you have to take it in the context. Now I think like. Uh, Mickey Rooney's character in Breakfast at Tiffany's doesn't hold up at all. Oh, I don't think Waterboy does either. Dude, it so does. Waterboy's so fucking good. Who is Adam Sandler in this movie? He's Bobby Boucher. Yeah, and what is Bobby Boucher as a character? Who is he? He's just a southern guy who was fucking homeschooled. That's why he's dumb. Is he, though? He's not mentally challenged. But how is Adam Sandler playing him? Like Canteen Boy. And how... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's gonna run this in circles uh, but like how everyone like makes fun of him in the movie is as is if he is mentally challenged per se that because he is, he's just dumb because he's been sheltered his whole life yeah but he the, doesn't know anything yeah but the other movie, than water the movie just basically like goes on the same thing of like oh it's funny because he's dumb well then so but is Forrest Gump I also don't like Forrest Gump <laughs> I don't but yeah, Forrest Gump, Gump but Forrest Gump I don't think is laughing isn't poking is, fun at him they're like look at what he is able to accomplish that's what Waterboy is that may but be he, I don't, but he's I'm, only I'm not, playing the I'm character just, as like oh I wonder how like I'm gonna act in such a way to like get like the laughs like I'm gonna be if you're homeschooled I know plenty of homeschooled people and they're not dumb yeah but look at who his mom is it's not just the fact that he was homeschooled he's homeschooled by a lady who told him everything was the devil mm-hmm. but <laughs> I mean but I think Adam Adam Sandler just played him as like an autistic kid pretty much and that's where the comedy derived from is just like making fun of him th- for his I don't think that's where the comedy is derived from though. well fine then he's, he's you need a... to rewatch the movie I think uh, what's it's the IMDB score I think it's Six out of ten, but I mean, IMDb shits on comedies all the time. That that it does. I will give it that. I will. I will. Agree What's with Tropic that. Thunder at an IMDb then? Probably seven out of ten. I'm guessing. Is it the Water Boy or just Water Boy? The Water Boy. Huh. The Water Boy is sitting at a six point one. Really? Tropic Thunder. It's probably the highest out of all the Adam Sandler movies that's on there. Tropic yeah, Thunder is Happy sitting Gilmore's at a seven. Probably. I would guess Happy Gilmore's like at a seven. Or seven two. I don't think so. I think when we did the Happy Gilmore episode, we, we looked was... at Rotten Tomato scores. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay. Now I'm guessing it's Rotten Tomato score was probably in the seventies then, for Happy Gilmore. I think yeah. it was lower. I do not remember. <clears throat> but Tropic Thunder also makes fun of using mentally challenged people as Oscar bait. 
Oh, yeah. With, uh, Simple Jack. Right. Simple Jack. Seven. Oh, Happy Gilmore got a seven. Mm-hmm. Why did they show a fucking Billy Madison clip here? Ooh, I don't like that. From the guys <laughs> that brought you Billy Madison. That's really dumb. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's actually really annoying. <laughs> that's the trailer. Yeah, what? oh. Do they just play Billy Madison trailer? Well, let's find out. Well, this is the Men in Black International trailer. No, God, talk Billy about Madison. shit in the bed. It hasn't even come out yet. It's going to be god-awful. Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth are great together. So They're great together, and that's the only reason this movie is being made. It's going to be bad. We'll see. Oh, no, it's an ad for a Happy Gilmore-Billy Madison combo pack on DVD. Oh, that's my gosh. That's fucking stupid. That's what IMDb put on here. And then right after it, they have the Waterboy trailer, then Dodgeball trailer, Benchwarmers trailer. What the fuck is this? IMDb, get your shit together. I know there's a Happy Gilmore trailer because we watched it. Yeah, we it watched it. Horrible it was. trailer for the movie. Because it was exactly that. It's like, the uh, like from the guys who brought you whatever. Right. right. It, it's so it's really weird watching trailers from the '90s or even oh, yeah. just the early 2000s. It's like, ugh. Like how did this entice anyone to see anything? Yeah. Yeah, I liked watching, uh, like I, I mentioned, like The Lion King one and a half, or I also watched Emperor's New Groove a lot on VHS. And it's like, coming soon to theaters. Uh, and then it would show you, like, you know, like... A dozen trailers. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, I just want to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, oh, do you remember, like, those ads at the beginning of movies telling you not to, uh, like, not to steal or, like, videotape movies, yep. like, in theaters or whatever? You wouldn't steal a purse. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember those. You wouldn't steal candy from a baby. Therefore, oh. you shouldn't steal. Downloading a movie is stealing. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, me and Kate went to see Tolkien, we were in like a, the really small theaters because mm-hmm. not a lot of people went and saw it. And uh, there was this lady and this super fat guy who got in like the uh, row right where the rail is. Mm-hmm. And um, the lady set up this like, it was dark so I couldn't really see what she was doing. And she was setting something up. I'm like, oh fuck, she's going to record this movie and fucking make a bootleg. <laughs> It wasn't that, though. It was like this thing that fastened to a rail, kind of like a pop filter for a microphone. Okay. And it had like a little screen on it, and I think she was deaf, and it played subtitles. Shit. But I had never seen that before. Interesting. Out of all the movies I've been to, I've never seen anyone set that rig up. Yeah, because I've been there so many fucking times, and like every movie it says like they've got the closed captioning thing, so Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you have to sit, well... Yeah, I wonder if you have to sit that low so you've got... Because otherwise you probably have to hold it in your hands. Oh, very time. true. Very and then true. I was like, maybe that's why the rail is there in theaters? Because there's... Could be. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> yep, like, you never... They don't have, like, a rail at the very, very front of the theater either. So no. why even have a metal rail <laughs> in yeah. the theater at all? It really blew my mind. I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? That's but yeah, cool. I thought she was setting up a camera to bootleg the movie. <laughs> that... I was like, really? Tolkien? That's one you want a bootleg? Yeah, that's probably an easier one to get away with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm trying to so the Godfather. Right, Godfather. yeah. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola, uh, do. So yeah, good movie. Yeah. If you uh, haven't seen it, do watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, shit. This, yeah, like I said, this is my fifth or sixth time watching it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to watch it again. And... If you guys are wondering, Is that a threat, Jordan? <laughs> if you guys are like wondering why I've seen it so many times, why have you seen it so many times, Jordan? Because it's I've been I almost, okay. So me and Nick did it as a tradition on New Year's and stuff, mm-hmm. 
Um, so I have that good memory in my mind of that um, because I watched you know a movie about Italians with my Italian friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. And then usually in AMC they do a Thanksgiving marathon of The Godfathers. Right. And so when The Godfather's on, like Thanksgiving, usually I watch it on during Thanksgiving break. Are you like, thankful while yeah. it's playing? Because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to say it's like a seasonal like movie, but if I was to put it in a season, yeah, I'd probably put it in fall to watch it. <laughs> it didn't feel like, a, I mean, it's not a summer blockbuster, so it, it kind of did feel weird watching it in I mean, summer. it's a good movie to be bundled up in, yeah. bundled up inside to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially like, yeah, colder weather. Because you're not going outside anyways, so... Yeah, it, it gives you a good excuse. And, like, Thanksgiving, you're full as fuck, and you just <laughs> lounge on a couch. Like, I'm going to be here for a while. Oh, The Godfather's three hours long. I can chill out more. All these Italian guys won't make me feel super fat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially Clemenza. <laughs> I was reading a piece of trivia. Apparently, uh, there was a disagreement between uh, Coppola and, like, the, the DOP, and the guy who played Clemenza took the DOP side, so to get back at him, uh, Coppola had him do the scene where he's running up the flights of stairs at the end over and over and over again. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which is, and I bet you they used the last take because he looks fucking worn out going oh, up those stairs. He does. <laughs> he gets all the way up the stairs to shoot a guy getting off an elevator. It's like, couldn't you have taken the other elevator to try and beat him up to that floor? Yep. What if someone else hit a button? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just... Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this movie so many times, and I'm going to watch it forever, I feel like. Right. I mean, I'm excited to watch the second one now. Like I said before, I never really watched it because I was like, fuck, this is going to be a a big investment of time is to watch the first one because then you got to watch the second one, and they're both long as fuck. Mm -hmm. You skip uh, the third one. (laughs) But as as far as, like, length goes, though, I mean, I shit on it now for, like, length, but... It doesn't feel like a drag to... Yeah, I wouldn't shit on it for length. I mean, I I enjoyed it the whole time I was mm-hmm. watching it, so... But if I was to, like, nitpick, like I said, or maybe something that would turn people off from watching it, or if you've, like... If something has prevented you from watching this movie, and one of those things being time, mm-hmm. throw time out the window, because it, it, doesn't, it. it doesn't feel like... Just like uh, Endgame to me. Like, I got up to pee during Endgame, and I'm like... Holy fuck! I've been sitting down for two hours and ten minutes. I, like it did not feel like that. Um, See, it, probably on the third time, I would probably be like no. Oh, third really? time through, I was still like it's. Endgame is edited well enough that it just it it keeps moving. Mm-hmm. There's not to me any moment in the movie that is slow. That's a waste. Um, so for me, yeah, Endgame, three hours long, I could sit through that. Like me and Molly were talking about going to see it again. For a fucking fourth time. I could probably, <laughs> if if I was editing Endgame, I could probably shave off about 27 minutes. But that's just me. And uh, what how would you seconds, cut How many seconds, how many frames? Um, I was going to say, what would you shave out? Code there, buddy. So, the opening scene with uh, Iron Man and Nebula on the spaceship, I would take out. Because Captain Marvel comes to rescue them right away. Spoiler. Hmm. Um, so I felt like that... Like we, I suppose not all of that is we, So you're, you're thinking the weight of them being out there didn't yeah. have the impact of, like, Tony Stark wasn't out in space long enough? Yeah, well, I shouldn't say long enough, but, like, there were stakes there, and then as soon as Captain Marvel, like, used up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, or, like, Tony did on his <laughs> helmet right away to, like, activ- activate the Captain Marvel cheat code, and then she just so happened to be going through space at that point in okay, time to so save them. Okay, so here's the thing about that. 
And it actually it didn't dawn on me until I watched Kevin Smith's review of Endgame. Uh, well, because so, you see at the end of one of the movies... She of meet, Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When so she already met up with... The Avengers. Right. So they're like, hey, we need you to go find Tony Stark. He's probably on Titan. Like, we're... Like Wherever they pro- Thanos is from, and she yeah. probably knows, because and so she's she, been in space for fucking 40 years. On the Intercept course, like, it like she didn't have as much... But that was an end credit. That was it end was an end credit thing. for Captain Marvel. Right. That we... That they I didn't thought say was that, but she met up with, like, uh, Captain America and Black Widow. And I saw... And I mean, I saw the end credit scene. I just thought, like, I was expecting that scene to show up in Endgame, and I'm wondering if they didn't do that originally, and then they cut that. It's like, I already saw it in Captain Marvel, let's not put it in again. So like they I did the scene that. with Bucky and uh, Ant Man. Yeah, uh, I, I would have done that. Or at the end of Doctor Strange with yeah. Thor. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. The scene in uh, in uh, Civil War where Bucky's arm is like in the vice, and like Falcon and uh, Cap are trying to figure out like what to do. Yeah, that that was part of the, that was a post credit shot in uh, in Ant Man. Oh, was it really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't fucking know that. Yep. yep. That's weird. So, I think... I didn't miss that. They should... They, I think to help make it make more sense, they should have put that bit yeah. in the movie and then been like, hey, Tony's out in space. This is where Thanos is. Go... <coughs> bless you. Oh, thank you. Go uh, Go rescue. I think that would have been, like, telegraphing too much. I think they did it fine. They could have cut out some of the stuff of Tony out in space mm-hmm. and then, like, just have him, there, like... There already wasn't a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... I still think there's plenty of it. I think I, st- I still think because when we left, we know he's on Titan by himself with Nebula. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you see the ship drifting through space, you can already assume he's been out there for a long time. Yeah. You could have literally just had a wide shot of him out in space. He records the video. He could have made even the speech shorter. I think she just rescued him too fast. I think that we should have gone and carried on some sort faster. of... I like if you wanted to that because it was 13 minutes of just like Iron Man and Nebula at the beginning, mm. and that's 13 I would have gotten rid of. I thought they could have cut that a little bit better, whereas like maybe done like the you know Tony's message to Pepper, um, have that and then Nebula go like you're not gonna survive kind of thing, and then cut to something else, uh, and maybe have it be that one scene with Captain Marvel from that. And then have her go off, and then start another plot point in Endgame, um, and then carry on and get Tony. But I feel like that was such a fast, like, in-and-out rescue mission, and I feel like the stakes didn't feel as high as they were made in the trailer, like our first Endgame trailer. Hmm. Maybe it was just because I'd seen the scene so much in the Endgame trailer. Good man. Where it was like, just kind of like, all right, I get it, let's get going. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's all it is. And so what else would you cut from Endgame? Um, the other thing I would cut would be, I'd probably cut out a couple minutes when, uh, Tony and Cap went back in time. Um, I would keep everything with, like, Tony talking to his dad. Okay. Uh, and I would keep, um, the stuff with, um, Cap, um, like, looking at, uh, Peggy, Mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. Like, those are... Like, those are meant to give us, like, a little bit of payback for our emotional investments that we've made. Yep. Um, like, I mean, going back to, like, Civil War, when we found out that Bucky was the one that killed um, Tony's parents, you're just like, holy shit! Like, and then, I don't know, 
there was parts where like everything with Michael Douglas CGI'd. Uh, but it was face. really brief because they just needed to get the pin particles. It, it was, and it's like, oh shit! Like, I feel like it was more like, oh my god, there he is, uh, kind of thing. And I was like, oh, we could have just like had him like walk out of like his office like nonchalantly doing something else. But I don't know. There, like, I had a I had a problem with that. Some of the end fight scene stuff. Uh, like when everyone came through portals, I thought it was dope. Yeah. Some of the shots, I was just like, "Why did you do that? Like, did you do that because you felt like you weren't paying enough credit to some of these characters? Like when they did the, like, oh yeah, like uh, I forgot who it, who it was. I think it was like Scarlet Witch, and it's like, or no, it was Captain Marvel, and she's like, I'm going for it, and Spider Man's like, like, oh, don't you need help? Or it's like, I got you back, and then the the girl, uh, like all the female superheroes, were just like, "Don't worry, we got her back." And then it did like a slow pan shot of a everyone. A little bit of a girl power See, moment. I was okay with that because, like, you know, I get the reason they did that shot, and I thought it was a really cool shot. My problem with that scene, though, is everybody just watched her without slowing down, just pass through Thanos' ship twice. She's not destroying the, it. She's not the person who needs help, guys. Yeah, it's like out of everybody. She should be the only one who'd be like, you can definitely just walk your way over to the fucking time machine. Also, um, and then, so that was a couple, like, I feel like that fight scene, that whole end fight scene could have been about three minutes less. Not taking a lot out of it because there were some great action moments in it. I, I told you about this. One of my favorite scenes from that was Scarlet Witch seeing Thanos for the first time since um, everything. I don't even know who you were. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you took everything from me he's like i don't even know who you are and she's like oh you will and then she just starts picking shit up and thanos is like oh fuck who are you <laughs> and then he was like literally like she literally just picked him up and was tearing him apart and he's like rain fire rain fire and then the guy's like what about the men i don't care i'm being ripped apart and then yeah rain fire um yeah that was i thought that was really cool like stuff like that that actually had purpose to me i would keep but any of the stuff that um, was like a little filler esque. Um, See, I was okay with the fan service because this is the end of all of this, and it's paying off for everybody's investment. I guess now is the time to get it in. Exactly, especially considering spoiler alert. Uh, the, well, I, I won't say it just in case you haven't watched it yet. The ending no, of the movie. Say with, it. Okay, fine. fine. <laughs> the ending. The so you've Tony, seen it three fucking times. That's and are planning to go see it a fourth time. That's true. Mm -hmm. Tony Stark dies. Cap bows out, passes the shield on to Falcon. Mm -hmm. um, so, which is totally cool, man. Yeah, I was. My first thought was, why not Bucky? But then you think about it too. It's like he spent more time working with Falcon mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And my other thought was, he probably mentioned it to Bucky. Like that was his first thought. Was like, I'll pass it to Bucky, and Bucky would have been like, No, man. Like I'm way too fucked up to take that. Over. Yeah. He's not a good like, symbol for it. Exactly. Like, mm -hmm. Falcon is perfect to, like, take over. What I was thinking about, as far as Bucky was concerned, it's like, why didn't Cap say, hey, Buck, do you want to be young, or do you want to just get old, too, and get this shit over with? I feel like that was all discussed, because <laughs> I feel like, especially after watching the third time, Bucky was like, Bucky knew exactly what Cap was going to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. He told, Bucky was the only person he told he was going to do this. And Bucky probably was like, you know, he offered it to Bucky, and Bucky's probably like, no, I don't want to do that. I guess also Bucky has no ties to that time anyway. Yeah. I also, Not really, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. If I was to cut out, I think the last thing I would cut out would probably cut down the 
Hawkeye Scarlett Johansson scene, um, like when they were trying to get the soul stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was literally thinking, I'm like, okay, like maybe because they, I mean, obviously we've understood. I mean, if you've been a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, kind of understand that their relationship's complicated and that maybe in another life they would be together kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, See, that's not and, how I ever took it. I just always figured they were like, they were just best, best friends, friends yeah. period. Because they, they kind of went through, I don't want to say they went through the same stuff, but like they're like the only humans like on the Avengers kind of thing. And um, They probably relate a little more yeah, outside so, of just them being friends for longer anyway. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, no, nah, I'm like, they kind of like, really love each other and like yeah the whole no I'm gonna die no I'm gonna die yeah no, that I'm went on a die. little long I was like Jesus Christ someone died there both was like, of you died yeah, I, I would say there was like six or seven parts where like, I like they them prevented... fighting for it to get there but yes. yeah I, I get it they both could have like instead of both being like After weird like meaning two. somebody we're, we're not talking about the same person they both like when they like do like the hands in thing they both should, it should have just been like a moment of recognition in their eyes and then go for it yeah and like, I, th- I would have been okay with that, too. Yeah, because, yeah, I, I was literally thinking, I'm like, wow. Why? Because, like, it was uh, Scarlett Johansson that jumped off, and Hawkeye, like, grabbed on the ledge and then grabbed her hand. She's like, it's okay. Like, no, no, it's okay. no, that's not what happened. Hawkeye jumped first. She jumped to catch him and, like, put the grappling hook on him. So oh, that, yes. that he's suspended and, mm-hmm. she, and he has to let her go. Yeah, and so when that happened, there was one dude in the front of my theater that went, what the fuck? <laughs> like, come on. And I'm like, yeah, like I kind of felt that. Um, so that, yeah. So that would be kind of the stuff that I would cut out. Overall, I really <laughs> liked Endgame. Also, really loved The Godfather. Um, like, Some people might call Endgame the godfather of uh, Marvel movies. Perhaps but to my like though, I keep going back to this. I have to watch Endgame again. Um, also, fun fact: Endgame's less than a hundred million away from beating. I'm pretty sure it's in the twenty million uh, or thirty million mark right now in box office. I've I've not seen, but yeah, I figured it's it's, it's gonna really do it. And it's it's got it's probably got another strong five six weeks left in theaters before they take it out. Well, because it's only been out for five now like this is the fifth week yeah and that's the thing like it just came out in the last week of april it came out on april 20 well it's supposed to come out 26 so you had the midnight release of the 25th or whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah it's only been out for five weeks which is crazy but it feels like it's been out forever which if you haven't seen it for the love of god go watch it in theaters because and skip all of this conversation because it did spoil the end of the movie we did spoil a lot of it so as soon as you hear me talk i mean well it'd be so fucking weird if someone who hasn't seen endgame found this fucking podcast and listened to this fucking episode noah and eric have not seen endgame yeah but they're not listening to the shit I mean, they could. <laughs> I listen to this shit. I know. I That's what I do. I say, no one's fucking listening to this, and then mm-hmm. someone says, oh, I listen to it. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like, well, I know you cool. did. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, so, it, it, this is a movie podcast. Uh, spoiler alert. Movie. All the time. Well, that's um, fair. Especially because we do usually talk about older movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, especially, I mean, and this movie's so big, and it's almost beating Avatar, it would be kind of weird to assume that you haven't seen it. I mean, even people that hadn't been watching Marvel since the beginning. Like maybe they I don't Kate's think, only seen a handful of I was gonna say I don't Marvel even movies. think Nick's seen Endgame yet. I think uh, he was going to, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's actually gotten around to it yet. I don't even think <coughs> Nick will see it. No, I think he'll see it because he's he ends up seeing them like eight weeks after they've been released. he finally fucking saw 
Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I actually haven't seen that movie It's yet. so goddamn I'm, good. I'm ready. ready. My body's ready for it. Um, <laughs> I saw that one three times in the years. But I'm waiting, I've been seeing a lot of I'm movies. I'm waiting to get my two... So I'm getting a new TV. I'm getting a 4K. And there's a couple mm-hmm. movies that I've been waiting to watch on it. And that being one of them. Uh, yeah. Because you, I heard the art like the art it, style. I mean I've seen commercials and stuff and I love the art style and I'm just like it's this better watching it be in 4K and Target just released the 4K copy this last week so that's going to be my first movie I buy for 4K that's one when Nick saw it he's like that one lived up to the hype like <laughs> Nick usually like shit gets overhyped for him and then he doesn't like it as much he's like that one lived up to the hype that one deserved the Oscar at fucking one you know mm-hmm. what I feel bad for though um, since we're talking about superheroes can we talk about Shazam for a minute was great Shazam I, was incredible I didn't see it and didn't? Shazam's one of my favorite heroes but oh it's so good you've got to watch this and, and I do but I think it just got it got lost in DC's um, kind of like shit show of movies uh, I think it, no it's I think it stood but out it's, from the, it's the diamond in the rough um and I mean, wait so you did loved, see it no I didn't okay it's the diamond in the rough because opening week it had just it, it was almost just like spider-verse it was in the 90 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. and the audience score was also super high. But when you look at the box office, you're just like, this movie didn't make a lot. It's because DC... I mean, it's still, like... For me, I liked Man of Steel. I was, love Man of Steel. Um, I liked Batman v Superman. Um, I know a lot of people didn't. I think the director's cut was way better. Yeah, the extended edition. For was, sure. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad was fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better on the second viewing, actually. No, it's not. But still bad. <laughs> I have not. I'm it's excited. because I can make more fun of it on the second uh-huh. viewing. I'm excited for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind Justice League. Didn't I loved Wonder it. Woman. Loved Wonder Woman. I liked Aquaman. I loved Shazam. I didn't watch Aquaman, but that was also another movie that I was waiting to watch. It's um, They are starting, I think, to figure out what they fucked up, and I think they're starting to adjust for it. Yeah, and what they want to be. Yes. I'm okay with Robert Pattinson as Batman. I am as well. Mm-hmm. I know there's people who are up in arms. And I also... I'm just really quickly going to want to address like all these fucking petitions that came out within like the last month about movies. Yeah. And I blame Paramount and Sonic the fucking Hedgehog because... Everybody saw it. I'm excited for it because it's going to be a garbage fart, but I want to watch it happen. Um, <laughs> Didn't they push the release date? They now pushed it to 2020. Yeah, Valentine's Day 2020. Fuck. So that's that's where you got to take your date <laughs> is to go see Sonic the fucking Hedgehog. But so and everybody shit on the design, and they're like, okay, we'll change it. So now everybody's like, sweet, we want a new last season of Game of Thrones. We want to fucking. We don't want fucking Robert Pattinson to play Batman. And then it's like Danny DeVito should play the Wolverine. That was a petition I actually signed. Well, Bob Hoskins, they wanted to play Wolverine originally. Who's Bob Hoskins? He was the detective in, uh, who framed Roger Rabbit. He played Mario in the in Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, they wanted him to be Wolverine. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's and uh, John Leguizamo played Luigi. Ah, uh, yeah, really? he did. Yes. Wow. Yes, he did. Bob Hoskins was Mario, and John Leguizamo was Luigi. I love John Leguizamo. But oh, uh, I think we're run- I think we're starting to wind down. Unless we've got more no, that we want to. This is officially going to be the longest episode oh, now. Absolutely. I would say we're at an hour forty-five. Just oh, like shit, really? and fun fact: Godfather, longest movie we've watched for this, so mm-hmm. it's fitting. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, Not. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Yes. I was just. Mm, I was thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> My, I wasn't like him and Han. I was just thinking. On my like on my podcast, we're 
Inglorious Bastards was our longest movie that we did, uh-huh. and we did an hour and forty seven minutes on it. And mm. but we did a, we kind of paid homage to Tarantino, and we went by like a chapter by chapter breakdown. Okay. Um, and it was more like a film essay than an actual like us shooting the shit about it. Mm. Um, and you know we kind of went behind like the meanings of the shots and stuff like that. Um, kind of like experimenting like with what we wanted from like podcast, but. We're not doing that anymore uh, because mm. we had an hour and forty-seven minute podcast <laughs> just on Inglorious Bastards, and you know we threw some comedy in there. But yeah, was... do you want to talk about what your podcast is, where it can be found? Oh yeah, who, so, what, when, where, why? Uh, depending on when this podcast is released, Tuesday. Um, this one will be oh. probably. This is going to be the Tuesday episode. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, hopefully by mm, shit tomorrow, and tomorrow being June third. Um, hopefully our first episode is released on Spotify. Uh, it's just an intro um, to like the podcast. Uh, the podcast title is called Hopular Films. Um, it's a weekly podcast where me and my co-host uh, Peyton Dull, um, we pick, um, we kind of, how am I going to explain this without looking at the actual title? Because I don't want to <laughs> fuck it up. So... What me and Peyton do is we recommend uh, we recommend movies that we think you should watch. Uh, we also tell you how to pick how to make uh, picking movies and picking uh, beer uh, a lot simpler and not overcomplicated, especially since we live in a world where selection is so abundant and there's always a moment on a Saturday night when you're looking at your significant other or your roommate and you're like, all right, what are we going to watch? And it's like, I don't know. What do you want to watch? Mm-hmm. Um, so that our podcast is basically designed to make that a thing of the past. Um, so uh, our first uh, our first podcast, yeah, is hopefully coming out Monday. Um, and yeah, you can find us on Spotify, um, at least for the first episodes. And we're going to try to upload to Apple Music as well. Okay. We've got an Apple's podcast system. Now, since Spotify is such a fucking pain in the ass for searching up new podcasts, what's going to be the title of your first episode? Do you know? Um, I think it's going to be called uh, uh, Film Origins. I think that's what we decided on. Film or Origins. Humble Beginnings. I haven't decided on. Okay. Uh huh. So. You try both. You try both. We'll just you use add both. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so popular films, and yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at grizzlybeardman. You can follow our um, the podcast's Instagram as well at popular films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're right now we're just posting um, about like the editing process and what beers we recommend for people right now in the summer season. Right, I think mm-hmm. you have like six or seven posts up right now. Yep, so if you want to know what I look like or what Peyton looks like and kind of who we are as people, um, yeah, we don't take uh, life too seriously, um, but we take movie and, and beer seriously. That is life, Jordan. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so check him out. And um, yeah, this was uh, late to the shizzo. Um, John, do you want to talk about your Twitter? Uh, and my Twitter is at Rosendoom2. My Instagram is Rosendoom1. Uh, that's my. Those are my personal ones. The show's Twitter is at LTTS Podcast. Uh, the show's Instagram is Late to the Podcast. Uh, that's those. Most of the fucking ones on the show's uh, Instagram are uh, 
Just screenshots. Because <laughs> I, despite I'm trying to run the accounts, I'm having issues coming up with more creative ways of showing what the hell we're doing, plus a title. So, especially just doing it all off my phone because I'm too lazy to boot up my computer. Here, hold on. Let's do this right now. All right, let's get a. All right. Uh, oh, oh hey, that's that's that? a wall. Oh, shit, and the mic almost fell over. Jordan. Yeah, damn it. You bastard. Uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, 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 there it is. There we go. All right, cool. Uh, Instagram's Look not actually going to tolerate that with their stupid one-by-one one aspect ratio. Hold on. Mm -hmm. Here, John, move in a little bit. This is interesting podcast material. We are working on taking a selfie for the Instagram right now. <laughs> cool. Awesome sauce. Sweet. All right, and uh, yeah, also... Um, me and John have been writing a film now, which actually has all of its social media pages. I don't know if you've seen yes, it. Yes, yeah, I saw all of the late to the show ones getting followed by it. <laughs> so uh, all the handles are um, at Roleplay Film. Yep. That's it. That's all you need. Um, and then we're going to be uploading our Indiegogo page here pretty soon. So anyone who wants to share or make donations to that, that would be much appreciated. And um, we'll have more news and updates on that later this week. Yes. Exciting, guys. Yeah. I can't wait to see. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, that's it. And, uh, John, do you want to talk about our next movie? I, I don't know when we're going to be able to have uh, um, our don't next guest know. episode and stuff. But uh, also, Kate's ready to do um, the, 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 the Friday, Friday the 13th, 13th here soon. We Do you, do we want to pull the trigger on that one? Uh... Yeah. Oh, here, I'll delete Planet of the Apes. Also. And you can also delete Godfather. Actually, straight up, um, if I was you guys, I would probably do, like, The Exorcist and Friday the 13th around... Halloween well, time? Well, I want to do Friday the 13th in the summer, because it's like summer camp. Well, yeah, summer camp horror, but I think, like, classified as the summer slasher, it's... I think you could put it anywhere. Okay, maybe... Well, I also don't want to make well, Kate wait until Halloween, either. Yes. Oh. <laughs> or until we have a week with a Friday the 13th. I mean, time. there's... So many Friday the 13th anyway. Can you go ahead and take off the the Barney movie with the magic? See, that's egg. what I was saying, but we're, we're, was that going to be like an... Uh, no, that was going to be like an Easter movie or some shit. Yeah, that's my that's my childhood movie, okay there, Jordan? I've huh? watched it plenty of times, and <laughs> I, like, in my mind right now, I just remember snippets of it, but some of my favorite scenes. Remember the dude that was, like, who stole the egg, but he had, like, all the, like, the food fryer and stuff in his van? Yeah. And he was, like, cooking up burgers and shit. And had, I was like, I want that in my fucking car when I'm older. Yeah, that shit was dope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. All right. Um, so, possibly. So, possibly Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Yeah. We and if not, one. you'll just be fucking surprised next yeah. week. Yeah. As was tradition at the beginning of this fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like, eh, we, we'll say one movie and watch something else entirely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. Don't be late. Bye.